Fact here, as always, it is Saturday the 24th of June and I'm joined by Tennille Stoltenkamp. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Tennille, what do you make? Uh, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of a way of summarizing this. I think the best way to say it is I make, full stop. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I, it depends which, which avenue we're looking at. I mean, for, for work, I make branded content and I'm, I'm a marketer by trade. Um, and then personally, I, I make a lot of different things. So I'm a producer, songwriter, singer, um, writer. Yeah, so I, I make. I, I think I've, I've spent the last 30 years of my life making things and hope to spend the rest of my life doing the same. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it's funny because certain people, like sometimes people will ask if I say, hey, I'd love you to come on my podcast. Um, and it's called this. And they're like, oh, should I... Uh, uh, they rock up and, oh, sorry, I didn't have time to listen to any other episodes or anything. I was like, no, no, because, like, it doesn't matter. Sometimes it's great to not have a, anything in mind or have anything so, or even just um, – or even if they have, it's it's fine too. But it's just like thinking about that question is as soon as I ask that person, it's like, oh, fuck, I'm freaking out now about what is – how do I answer that? That was the best answer I think we've ever had. <laughs> Thank you. I like, think I think it's funny. It. <laughs> you know, once um, somebody once asked me like, "What's my dream job?" and I said, um, and I stand by this. I said, I, I just want to spend the rest of my life creating things. Like, I want to be a creative or somebody that's known as just having a really great creative mind. And I don't care what medium I'm working in. I don't care. Um, I really, like, I'm really open to the industries or the companies I'm working with in a lot of ways. But I just want to be one of those people that spends my life creating great stuff. Um, almost to be, like, this expert in creative stuff, um, which which sounds so broad. But that's that's exactly where I want to be. And that's how I found myself where I am. Um, and it's just great to be, to be paid and appreciated as a creative with good ideas. And, um, yeah, that's how I spend my days now. And I love it. How long have you been working in specifically this field, in the the marketing, branding side of things? Yeah, in marketing, um, probably for about, I'd say about nine, eight or nine years now. Mm. So I always was, my, my background was I was a performer. So I started out from a really young age performing. So um, spent a few years as a touring children's presenter. So lived in wow. America doing that for a few years and traveled around singing, dancing, Um jumping around on a stage for kids and that turned into um I mean through that experience I got into a lot of the script writing and songwriting and choreography and um was performing obviously and then um I'm really like still I'm very passionate about children's entertainment and children's mm. content as a I guess as a genre as an industry um and from there my next I guess big gig outside of um or after uni was as a producer on the children's television show. So I got into that as a scriptwriter. So I came into an exist- existing show, started writing scripts for that TV show. And then when they got to the next season, they, you know, stepped me up to producer role. So that was, yeah, that was right. excellent. I got to actually work on that a bit more. And at the same time was studying marketing. Um, well, I was actually studying communications, which is the thing that creators do when they need a degree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, was studying communications and managed to fit in everything from um, a bit of film, a lot of screenwriting, um, marketing and PR subjects, which was um, PR was my major. And then um, the TV show that I was working on was was up for international distribution. And to be able to package right. that up to, to pitch that on, to an international market, we really needed to get a lot of the branding right and a lot of the... Um, 
I guess, really, really nail a lot of that stuff beyond just a show that was on television. And so that's when I stepped into my, I guess, first brand manager role um, and really packaging them, that up as a marketable product and something that could live beyond um, television. And from there, we, we brought on a brand agency that we we're working with to package that up. And once I left my role at the television station or network that I was working for, the same brand agency said, hey, why don't you come and work for us? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so then I moved into um, brand strategy. And what I, I always say, creative brand st- strategy, and which has led to my, my role now um, as brand and campaigns lead at Uber. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'm so I'm so I I had no idea about the children's um, <laughs> entertainment stuff. I'm so interested in that. Um, as a father, um, as a father, <laughs> <laughs> I always say that to like uh, anytime those words come out of my mouth, I have a little bit of a cringe. Um, Emma and I joke like she, whenever she says. As a mother, she'll always do it with a, like you know a little a bit of cheese. Yeah, yeah, yep. A whole new level of expertise that As comes a with busy that title. Mom, I choose this product for this thing, and blah blah blah. Um, but as a dad, like I obviously see a lot of kids' TV, and it's um, I'm interested to know just, and we'll, we'll 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 jump around. But I'm so interested to know what was the. What drove you into that? Like, because I do think it's such an important genre yeah, as well. Absolutely. It's so well. It's so hard to do well. Absolutely, and this is the thing. I think that it's one one of the most um, underappreciated genres, mm. and it's one of those things. As a creative, a lot of people chuckle when when I say that I love kids' content, and I am. Um, at a at a at a very young age, I um I actually I actually published um, three children's books when I was a lot younger, and I've spent my entire life kind of going I want to get back to that point, and I think um, at the moment one of my side projects that I'm doing is is writing two children's books that I I'm my goal is to have published within the next twelve months. Um, I've always appreciated the craft and the genre and the. I guess the imagination that goes into the genre of children's content and children's entertainment. So I love that as a, I guess, a brand strategist or as a creative that works with with companies, I love the ability to think strategically about creativity. And I think that's a really fun way to funnel creativity. Mm. But the beauty of children's entertainment that people don't appreciate is um, there is an honesty. You, You cannot you cannot be fake in front of kids and people think that kids entertainment is just all this big stuff and big characters. And there's, there's a sincerity and an honesty that you have to have in children's entertainment because especially when it's alive and on stage, because Mm. kids see right through people, Mm -hmm. they see right through inauthentic communication. Mm. Um, and the other part of it is just the level of imagination that it takes to keep that fresh and engaging for kids is such a great creative challenge. I mean, there were days where I was working as a script writer where I was writing episodes about dinosaurs and then the next day I was writing about space and then the next day we were talking about um, ukuleles. Um, and so amazing. it's just this really great thing where you've just got to free yourself as a creative to think bigger and to think differently and to think and to simplify ideas. I mean, truth is something that cannot be argued in creativity. You can't, um, you know, whether you're working for a company or whether you're writing for a child – Truth is what cuts through in this world. And just the ability the ability to simplify truth and to create clear communication is a skill that I think I learned through children's entertainment. Mm. You couldn't build complex storylines. You couldn't build abstract thought. 
Um, it's entertainment in its purest and most imaginative form, and that's why I love it as a genre. Um, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun, and there's so much you can do with it. And it's also an industry that I, I feel like I haven't been able to escape. So at the moment, one of my other side projects is I, I sing with a band, and it's a, like a blues and funk band. And um, we have so That's much so fun. We have so much fun together. I, I love it. It's my creative outlet, and we do songwriting together, and we perform originals and a few covers. And um, we had a gig a few weeks ago, and between two of the sets, this group of kids ran up to me and just wanted to talk. And I switched into, like, kids performer mode, and we just had the, the best conversation. And I, I said to the kids, um, you know, when I go, go on next, I'm going to sing a song, and I'm looking for the best dancer, and I'm going to give you a free CD. And, like, <laughs> no joke, we started the next set, and I gave a little shout-out to my new friends that I'd met. And out of the woodworks, like, these kids just came running from every corner of this, like, outdoor arena we're performing in. And it ended up being this, like, kids mosh pit down the front, and all these parents are standing there filming it and cheering along. And it was just this moment where, like, I, I had this little internal moment where I went, my children's entertainment days are not done. And I'm totally okay with that. Um, totally okay with that. Um, I mean, some of the creatives I, I admire the most are the Justine Clarks and oh my God. guys like the Wiggles and people who've just... She, she one day she's going to be on this podcast. There we uh, go. She's I'm amazing. She's there. amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will, I will be the studio audience that day. <laughs> um, you know, for me, some of the people I admire the most are the people who've created great content for kids and have built a career out of it. Um, mm. Yeah, so I don't think those days are done. It's very different to where I am now. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's definitely a, an industry and a genre that I think is um, maybe not appreciated until you are a dad <laughs> or a mom. Yeah. I mean, I, as a, when I, I mean, I've got a younger sister. And so when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, like the wiggles were really sort of coming out then mm -hmm. and she was watching them. So I still, I'm really quite across. I was still, I felt like I was across. Um, you know, kids programming and different stuff and sort of identifying what was kind of, oh, it's a bit annoying and yeah. or what was really great. I mean, I was going through the shops the other day and this is, this is so great because this whole podcast, this recurring theme is not compartmentalizing all those different things in your life. It's not just saying, oh, well, I do this now, so I, I can't really call on that. No, no, like you always call on this stuff. But yeah. I was walking through the shopping center um last year or you know a while ago and uh it was during holiday so there were a whole bunch of like kids every there everywhere and like mums and dads had the kids out and stuff and and there was a um there was a big sort of kids lounge in Kmart or something yeah that was that had a tv and it just had Peppa Pig on repeat right and the kids were like Fuck yes, Peppa Pig. They didn't say that. <laughs> the kitty but that's what was yeah. inside there. You know, like five-year-old brains like, yeah, this is the best. It's like drugs for kids, right? They just love Peppa Pig. <laughs> and I walked past and I heard this one mum say to another mum, oh, gee, Peppa Pig again. I was like, guys, you are having a conversation and your kid's over there and it's, the kid is being engaged with by this TV program and you've got five minutes. Don't diss Peppa Pig. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's totally. so important. But, but here's the thing as well. I mean, when you look back on, maybe it's just me who looks at my childhood like this, but there are so many, I, I have such fond memories growing up of the shows I used to watch. Yeah. And I remember the tapes that my mum used to play in the car. And for example, there was this one tape and I need to try and track down the song somewhere. But it was a song about, it was like an educational song about like taking a bath and washing your hands and hygiene. 
And no joke, I will wash my hands now and that tune will come to my head. And this is the thing, like we we cannot underestimate the foundational impact that a lot of these shows and this content and this music has on kids. And it's a really dangerous world where kids are so exposed to a lot of pop things, a lot of... Um, I guess a lot of the, the stuff that adults are exposed to, there's a beauty and an innocence in kids that we need to protect. And there's, you know, really, we, we, shape the, we shape the world of children from such a young age with content. And if we can instill imagination and playfulness and, you know, um, has so many more universal messages in the stuff that kids listen to, that's going to be playing into their psyche and who they are as adults. And it's... Um, it's a really positive thing and it's a, it's a fun, I think kids entertainment, it's a great responsibility for kids creators because you are literally shaping little, little humans. Mm. Um, you're shaping the humans of the future. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful, pure, authentic genre. Um, and I'm really thankful that that was my foundation, even now working with brands and companies Mm. that I have that appreciation for simple truth, authentic messages. Um, yeah, universal themes. Um, it's it's a great, just a great genre. Yeah, totally. I, as you were talking just then, was remembering some of the things that have now become uh, in in Harry's collection of things that will you know have on in the car for him. And last year, uh, and it's just one of those things. It's like, why didn't we think of this before? Uh, the Emma's like, oh, well, we had this Wiggle CD in the car, and it's like look, the Wiggles are great, but this is one CD. We're kind of fucking sick of this one Wiggle CD. So she's like, hang on, what's some good like kids' music that, wait a minute, what about all the stuff that we listen to? Yeah. And so she, of course, now, you know, just go to Apple Music and all Peter Coombs on Apple Music. Mm-hmm. And we just get the Peter Coombs out again. And I'm like, fuck, this was the best. It is so good. And, you know, he does, uh, he has done like uni tours. Yeah, totally. And this is the thing, like nostalgia is, is such a powerful tool in marketing these days. Um, I went away a few weekends ago with a, a good a good group of friends and we went down to Melbourne, um, went down the Great Ocean Road and went to the Round the Twist Lighthouse. And oh my God. I had never watched a TV show, but one of the friends that I was oh, with, I mean, so he's good. a grown man in his 30s and he was fanboying like nothing else. It was like a childhood dream there? come true. No, but there were photos of the original Dunny yeah, and, so and that whole setup. And... It was so beautiful to share that with him because his inner child came out and his face lit up and he was singing the, the theme song. And I was just like, there's, there's this really beautiful thing about nostalgia. And we all have those, those shows that we grew up on. And I really hope to create things that kids are still singing, you know, when they're adults and playing, going to Apple Music or whatever the next wave of, whatever. of thing is to, to play for their kids. Give music. <laughs> yeah, totally. There you go. <laughs> Copyright, Morgan Roberts. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's a... That's an, that's one of those wonderful nostalgic things. Is you could be in a in a room or a party full of kids like like late twenties is my kind of like I'm late twenties, so that was totally my vintage. And if there is not a person in that party that would respond to, have you ever? <laughs> and they would go, ever felt like this? And that would be the like someone would do it. It's a cue. Someone would yeah, be in totally. that party who would, who would respond. <laughs> In the same way that in this day and age, I think it's, you know, the Kardashians. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> we had it fucking so much better. <laughs> we had it so good. Those were the days. <laughs> they were so much better. We're going to take a short break and do a little portrait and we'll be right back. So we're back. Um, we just took some photos. It was an interesting little uh, point that you raised about 
and I love the word you use, pageantry. Yes. Yes. Do you want to tell us about that? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think I am more of an introvert than people realize, which is funny because I've, I've spent my life on stages and performing or in front of cameras. And I love the ability to play characters and to dress up and... I think even in my day-to-day life, like I'm, I'm pretty scruffy in the way I get around. But when it comes to my favorite moments are when, you you know, you get to go to the ball or the, the themed event and you get to dress up and kind of take on a character persona. I love that. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I think it's actually my favorite part of being a brand manager. Um, me, this is me taking a very big logical leap here. Um, what, what I love with brands is like I think the best brands have – play a, a character in society or they personify a character. Or, um, and then when it comes to campaigns, so it's when that brand or that character, who you are on a day-to-day basis, gets to put on a fancy hat or change outfits and get a little playful or um, change persona for a little moment. But at the essence, you're still who you are and you're still the same person and you're still speaking the same language. You just get to have a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I think I'm like that. I think my my personal self and just me on a day-to-day basis is actually a bit of an introvert and then I I get to have a lot of fun when I perform or when I you know step into the spotlight for those sorts of moments um that usually involve quite a lot of makeup and dressing up a little yeah (laughs) it's good fun (laughs) because it's always something that is touched on when I'm when I'm doing this podcast of course because there's always that um the, the image the portrait that's partner to the interview um so yeah, it's certainly a topic and a question that I often ask. You know, do you enjoy being photographed? Because it's quite we. I don't think we as uh, as honest with ourselves. I feel like it would be. I feel like a lot of people think it's taboo to answer. Yeah, I don't. I, I enjoy it, or I don't. I'm not scared of this process because that's then seen as a bit egotistical. Yeah, but it's. You know, working in marketing. Because I enjoy, I enjoy being photographed. Do you really? Depending if the photographer. I mean, if the photographer's a, a dick, no, maybe not. But yeah. I don't mind being photographed. Like, it's yeah. it's not really a big deal. I think it's funny in um, in marketing with the rise of you know the social media influencer over the last few years, and you just feel like everyone wants to be photographed and everyone enjoys being photographed. Um, I have a lot of respect for people who, you know, are happy to be photographed for a living. Um, yeah, that's, you know? that's the thing. It's not because I'm, I'm not a model, but it's like, oh, hey, can we take a nice year? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is It is interesting. Um, yeah, it's it, it's funny because, and I don't even think it's an, it's an ego thing as such. I think there's a lot of people who think it's egotistical to say, yes, I enjoy being photographed, or yes, I'm comfortable in front of a camera. Um but for me, there's a lot of other things I'd prefer to photograph before somebody photographs me. Or a lot of things I'd prefer the world to be exposed to besides my face um, that I think could be a, probably a tad more inspirational. <laughs> what challenges you? Um, that's a really great question. I think one a great challenge that I'm having this year, um, and it's a challenge that I'm loving, is leading a team of creatives. I think especially working at, um, working at Uber, it's a very data-driven company. It's very analytical. And then I've kind of developed this internal creative house where it's creatives who think very differently. And I always say, I, I said to my team, I don't think we're a creative team. I think we're a creative solutions team because we just come at the, the problem a little differently. And it may not always involve numbers. Um, and I think creatives at heart are a different beast. Um, 
I, I look at the way I'd manage creatives very differently to the way I'd, I'd manage just say general, like a marketing insights person or a research manager. Um, for me, leadership and being a leader is a great challenge and something that I'm, that I'm working out now. It's that wonderful balance of um, being your authentic self and being vulnerable as a person and the friendship versus leadership line that you straddle all the time. Um, it's looking out for the individual. It's knowing how to lead the individual. It's knowing how to get the most creativity out of different individuals. Um, you can't expect a creative, creative to sit there from nine to five and produce creativity on demand. So it's it's facilitating an environment and a place where they feel safe to be creatives and put their heart on on, on the line every time they, they show you something. Um, facilitating an environment where people can express themselves and use their, their gifts and talents in a unique way. Um, but then there's also, you know, meeting business objectives and making sure that their creativity um, is done within the boundaries of, of budgets and deadlines and um, KPIs as well. So that for me is a great challenge, just I guess the, the leadership challenge, um, but then on another level, level sorry, um, leading creatives. <laughs> that's, that's a really great challenge. Um, personally, or one that I'm going through at the moment. Because we touched on before the, the whole notion of, you know, and, and, you know, always in this podcast, uh, not compartmentalizing things so much and letting other parts of your life inform each other. Um, how, in, in what ways did the, your, the previous life or the previous work that you were making in the kids entertainment inform this current role? Yeah. Um, process, I think, is probably the biggest part of that. Um, creative process and learning how different creative people think and work. Uh, bringing together the collective uh, collective creative talents to produce a single thing. Like I have a, I have a team of graphic designers, producers, copywriters um, who all have unique skill sets that are required for every just about every job that we produce and work on. So previously, you know, in children's entertainment, it was the same. You had whether it was stage design or production design or, um, or a, you know, a television crew or whatever it is. It's the ability to bring different creatives with unique skill sets together to get the best outcome. So I think the process, firstly, of, of creating and then of bringing the right people together to create and make something uh, is, is definitely a skill that, that I'm very grateful to have had. But then... I think it still comes down to, at the end of the day, I, I think the thing that I am most passionate about is storytelling and brilliant storytelling. Um, and in kids' entertainment, what I learned was, yeah, that whole thing of, of honestly, of honesty and a really simple sing- singular message, and that and the importance of strong storytelling to to share a message, and that has carried now into my corporate world and in the creativity that we bring in a to a brand and in a corporate environment as well. Mm. Um, and distilling that into a team as well. I think a lot of creators want to go off on tangents and you want to think bigger, but it's always at the, at the end of the day, what is the one clear message that an audience would take away from this? Um, and add to that the, the commercial, <laughs> um, the commercial element of it that, that needs, to be, needs to be met as well. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for... Um, this is honestly, I, um, one of my bucket list items was to be on a podcast because I'm obsessed with podcasts. I'm just like, my, my quote at the moment, everyone is like, any conversation I'm in, I'm like, there's a podcast for that. Or actually, I was listening to podcasts about this the other day. It's like my quote. Everyone knows me for like recommending podcasts. It's what I do. Um, so to be on one 
is like a dream come true. I I am pretty darn stoked to be here. Thank I you. was actually about to, <laughs> like, obviously, I, I just said, hey, like, that that's great. This is a good way to close. But, of course, that was the thing we were just talking about before we started. What else is on your bucket list? Oh, yeah. Um, I had a lot of travel things. I think that everyone does. So Morocco was at the top of their bucket list, and I ticked that off last year, which was incredible. Um, definitely publishing more children's books. And that's something I'm working on very actively at the moment and really loving that process of, um, of, of crafting that and getting to collaborate with some great friends to do that as well, some great illustrators and, um, and publishers as well. Um, I, one of the things that I did have was to release a, an original EP and I recorded it. I wrote a bunch of original songs and I recorded it and I've never had the guts to release it. Uh, which is which is quite funny. That's my my introverted um, self. Yeah. <laughs> what else? It's you know, there's a lot of really personal things in there. Like there's yeah. there's places I'd love to travel with my grandma. Um, mm. I'd love to go go with her to New York to to meet her sister, or you know, just things that I, I just want to see my mum incredibly happy in her old age and retire really mm. happy. Um, those sorts of things. I want to marry my best friend. I want to you know meet somebody that I'm that is happy to put up with me for the rest of my life and, and spend the rest of my life with them. So there's a lot of personal stuff. I think creatively, I just, I, yeah, I, I want to create work that sticks with people for a lifetime, mm. um, that inspires change that, um, and change on a very individual level, not like this massive change the world level. Um, for me, one of my absolute favorite pieces of, I, I say pieces of art and a book that literally changed my life is a children's book. And, in my previous life, when I was working as a as a brand manager in a in a brand strategy firm, um, I was pretty miserable in my job, and I was just in this environment where I felt like I was hired for my creativity, which is exactly what I was hoping somebody would give me the chance to do. Mm. And then every time we pitched something, it was like, "That's brilliant," but we don't have the time or the budget. So, <sighs> what else can you do? Um, and I just got to a point where I really felt like I was just kind of like, "What's the point?" So maybe my ideas aren't great, and I read this children's book called Thank You Bear by Greg Foley. And I think it's, it's a book that I've bought for numerous creatives and numerous people in my life by now. Um, and it's this brilliant book about this bear that finds this box. And he's like, this is the best thing ever. And on every page, he takes it to a different character in the book. And it's all these different animal characters. And, you know, one of them says, oh, I've seen one of those before. And the next one says, oh, it's too big. The next one says, oh, that's too small. The other one's like, give it to me. I can do something with it, uh, something better with it. And he goes through this whole series. And he's at the end, he's like, okay, well, maybe it's not, not that great anyway. Mm. And at the end of the book, he takes it to Mouse. And Mouse sees the box and circles around it and looks at it and then creeps inside and falls asleep and says, thank you, Bear. This is the best thing ever. And it really made me realize it was like this eye-opening moment that as a creative sometimes it's not your idea that's wrong sometimes you're in the wrong environment or you're with the wrong people um and your ideas aren't going to fly and soar like they really should and um i mean i've been at uber now for three years and i can honestly say um i've never felt more creative in my life and i'm in a place where i can pitch some crazy ideas and they're like yeah cool let's try it or i've i've learned that the best ideas don't always come from me and that's totally fine. And I get to have team members pitch ideas to me, whether it's, um, you know, a guy in front of house um, in the office or a general manager that comes up with the idea. It's just that great ideas are celebrated and the best ideas win. Mm. Um, and that is a beautiful lesson that I think I'm going to carry forward with me into whatever company I'm with or project that I work on. Um, 
and yeah, I think that that's we're going full full circle here when I say that's the beauty of simple truth and um, you know the cutthroat of, of great children's content. Um, that you know this this one you know hard book um, you know board book. <laughs> From, yeah, yeah. from a children's author is a book that made me quit my job and jump ship and work for, you know, the world's fastest growing uh, startup. <laughs> and it's, it's literally the best decision I ever made. Yes. So uh, children's entertainment can change your life. <laughs> I used to have little, I just, I stopped, uh, but I used to do the episode title was little grabs and little quotes. Um, I just stopped that convention and just had the name of the person. But if I still did that, that would be children's would entertainment be will change your life <laughs> <laughs> and i guarantee it's formed it and shaped it and got you to where you are today and i, I think um one of my favorite things to recommend to creatives now in in any industry is to sit in the children's corner of a of a bookstore and read 10 books mm. um dr seuss is always a great place to start um it's our favorite at home one yeah. of our favorites at home yeah Oh, the places you'll go. So it's good. it's just amazing. Um, In fact, I got given that book. I got re-gifted that book by a really good family friend of ours on my uh, my birthday in my 20s. It may have been my 21st, but maybe not. It's a great present for people who are graduating from high school, to be honest. And I, I think as creators, when we get to these blocks and we try to think of these really complex and deep and like slice of life storylines, and sometimes if you just sit in a corner with a kid's book, and you, you know, you're looking at color and imagination and um, simplicity. That just opens your mind up to so many other places. Um, you don't necessarily have to go sit and listen to the Wiggles for an hour. Um, but I think um, I've done that plenty of times. Yeah, <laughs> um, nothing against the Wiggles. Um, but yeah, but I think that's that's a really a really beautiful way to get inspired and beautiful thing to do. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. No problem. To be honest, I feel like this went in a completely different direction yeah. to what I thought no, it would. That's okay. <laughs> this is the this is the wonder of podcasting, and yeah, I'm, and I'm so I'm so happy that I was able to help you tick something off your bucket list as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's on your bucket list? Can I ask you the question back? Yeah. Um. Uh. It just travel a bit more. I think that's pretty much it. That's the yeah, and be a better dad. Wow. Mm. That is very noble. Oh, well, it's on the record now. <laughs> I, I think that's a, that's a lifelong mission. You that can't give a, up on that. You can't, you know, and once you teach it off, you have to add it again and tick it off again. Yeah. You can't and number you one, just keep adding it. Number one thing is to show them great children's TV shows. See you next time. Bye-bye.